Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Casca comes from the third Sunday of Easter. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. Going fishing. I don't know if any of you have actually fished before, so raise your hand if you've gone fishing before. So good, a good amount of you. I don't really like fishing. I enjoy hunting, but hunting and fishing, I think, have a similar experience in the sense that you often don't get anything for a long period of time. I remember uh, the first time I went hunting, I was literally there like, for like four days and got nothing until the very last day and the very last hour of the last day I was there. And so I basically, and I'm sorry if anybody, I love animals, but, <laughs> but not that much. Um, so I shot the deer, the deer died, and then I left to go to the airport. And, and then somebody else shipped the deer to me later um, and oh, processed it into sausage, which is very good. Um, but nonetheless, as, as I was driving to the airport, I got, out of the air, I got out of the car at the airport, and I was in my, my uh, black clothes, and I, as I was walking into the airport after the person had dropped me off and had already left, I reached into my pocket, and I realized I had bullets in my pocket. And I'm at the airport, and this is after 9-11, right? So everything's kind of high intensity in the years afterwards. And so I'm like, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get arrested at TSA. Like, because I don't want to just like throw them into the trash. Because <laughs> what they do at airports often is they incinerate the trash. So then if you incinerate a bullet, you know, then it would project out and kill somebody. So reading years later or days later that, uh, you know, employee at Houston International Airport dies after bullet. Uh, so anyways, so I'm like freaking out, like, what do I do? And so I went to the check-in desk, and I was like, sir, I'm not trying to scare you, but I have bullets in my pocket. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. He took them, and he took care of it. And I, never know, I never knew what happened after that, but it was Houston, you know, so they're probably used to random people showing up to the airport. But the reason why it was challenging, right, is that it was fruitless, uh, for much of the time. I, I spent days outside trying to hunt for a deer and didn't even see one until that last day, that last hour. And the disciples in today's reading experience something similar. They go out to go fishing and they catch nothing. And some people wonder, like, should we be able to trust in the Gospels? And I think one of the indications of the reason why we should be able to trust in the Gospels, is because if they were guys were making stuff up, Guys would be like, oh yeah, we caught all this stuff by ourselves, and we were really awesome, right? But they acknowledge the fact, John, who was one of the people that was fishing, acknowledges the fact that by themselves, they caught nothing. And so they're relentlessly honest about their own failures. St. Peter, who probably could have influenced uh, St. Mark, who wrote the gospel that includes much about Peter, highlights the fact that Peter betrayed Jesus. And so the fact of the honesty of the apostles acknowledging the fact that they, Peter betrayed Jesus, the apostles acknowledge in the Gospels that they all fled and abandoned Jesus during his passion. 
And so similarly here, we have this honesty of the disciples acknowledging the fact that they can't even catch fish without Jesus. And they're fishermen. And so Jesus then encounters them on the shore of the sea. And so Jesus shows up. And this is after Jesus' resurrection. And why were the disciples even here? I don't even know. They were supposed to be in Jerusalem. Uh, And so the disciples go to this place. Some people think that the disciples just kind of had this moment of like, I'm going to go back to my life before Jesus. Like, we're just going to go back to fishing because that's what you're used to. And so Jesus doesn't allow them to, in a sense, escape, but he pursues them even to the Sea of Galilee. And there at the Sea of Galilee, uh, they call, Jesus calls out to them from the shore. And then the disciples come to the shore. Most of the disciples come to the shore normally. They come by boat. They're only 100 yards away. St. Peter, because he's crazy, jumps out of the boat into the sea and starts swimming towards shore. Why he did that, it doesn't explain, other than the fact that Peter is crazy. Um, and so, but he has this reckless abandon to the Lord to be, able, to be willing to pursue the Lord, even impulsively. And sometimes we think, well, impulsiveness is bad. But in this case, Peter's impulsivity is generous. And so if we're generous towards the Lord, uh, sometimes even our impulsivity uh, can be a good thing. But then Peter encounters Jesus at, over the fire, right? And Jesus calls Peter uh, back to himself again. He says, come and have breakfast. Now, the disappointing thing about this is then he feeds them fish. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like if Jesus said, come and have breakfast, and he gave me fish, I'd be like, can you make pancakes and bacon <laughs> and some egg? Well, they can't have bacon because they're Jewish, but <laughs> I know it's sad. But nonetheless, over this fire, this charcoal fire, Jesus calls Peter back to himself. And the thing about it that John highlights is the fact that Peter had, had betrayed Jesus at a charcoal fire. If you look in the Gospel of John and in the Gospel of Mark, Peter betrays Jesus over a fire. He's standing in front of a fire and this woman asks him, you're not one of his disciples, are you? And, and it's, so it's over the fire, this fire that Peter betrays him. And so it's through at this same place that Jesus calls Peter back to himself. And he asks him a question. He doesn't say, are you sorry? He doesn't say, you know, why did you do all these things? Why did you betray me? He doesn't condemn him. He simply asks him a question three times. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And I, and I could go into the difference in the Greek words and the different ways that, but what I want to focus on is simply the fact that it's this question, do you love me? Because that's the ultimate question that Jesus asked Peter and he asked all of us. And Peter gets a preview of what's going to happen to him. The fact that he's going to be led where he doesn't want to go. The fact that he's going to be martyred. But ultimately, the question in the midst of martyrdom, in the midst of whatever circumstances Peter finds himself, is the fundamental question, do you love me? And Jesus asks you the same question. 
in the circumstances that you'll face in these next few weeks, in the stress of finals that are coming, in the transition from being at the university to being back at home, potentially having a summer job, all of the different circumstances that we'll find ourselves, Brother Peter on the 30-day, Brother Peter in Israel, uh, me in a different city every week during the summer, in all of the different circumstances that we find ourselves, there's one question. There's one ultimate question that Jesus asks, do you love me? And a part that's not included in this gospel is Peter then after this asks, well, what about John? And Jesus says basically, don't worry about him. Because that's not the question that Jesus is asking you. It's not about the person next to you. What about you? Do you love me? And Jesus obviously cares about everybody else sitting next to us, but he wants us to focus on this question, do we really love him? And sometimes it means returning to the first love. Because that's ultimately what Peter is re-invited to do. Is at the end of this gospel, it begins with the thing that Peter began with Jesus with. Jesus said, come follow me. And this gospel passage ends today, follow me. And that's what Jesus is asking you to do as you get ready for finals. That's what Jesus is asking you to do as you transition back home for the summer. Jesus is asking you to follow him. And if you love him and follow him, everything else will take care of itself. Everything else will take care of itself if we put Jesus first. However, if we flip it upside down and we put all the secondary things first, then everything will be discombobulated. And I was kind of re-brought back to my senses yesterday when we were, we were up in the mountains, uh, up near Conifer all day yesterday and into the evening. And we had had this time of praise and worship as a community and we had done some prayer ministry. You know, I had, and I had looked at once we got finished with praise and worship, not during, I wasn't like distracted. But after we got finished, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh no, you know, we're going we're gonna to be late to our reservation. We had set a dinner reservation. And so I was stressed out about this. Like, they're going to deny a reservation. There's, it's a busy restaurant. They're not going to feed us or whatever. Somebody else is going to take our table. And so I'm kind of like mentally a little stressed out about this. And so we get to the restaurant. We order. And we order two appetizers, a main meal, drinks, dessert, all that kind of stuff. And right as we're about to ask for the check, the waitress walks up to us and says, some anonymous person paid for your dinner. And it was awesome because, you know, I take care of the finances of the community, so it lessened my stress about our finances. But it was also awesome just because it was free and, and <laughs> the fact that this person was generous to us. But it was also a reminder to me that, you know, I was focused on the fact that Praise and worship made us late to dinner when Jesus wanted to remind me, if you put me first, everything else will be taken care of. And so may we have the grace uh, as we enter into these last few, this last month of the semester, trimester, whatever, quarters, whatever this is called, uh, that we are faithful to Jesus, that we put Jesus first, that we love Jesus first, 
Because if we do that, he will take care of the rest. He will give us an abundant catch of fish if we're faithful to him, if we love him and follow him first.